I have hit record, and as usual, I can see my levels. So that's probably a good sign. How about you, Rob? Testing my levels. Testing. Yeah. No, we're working. Oh, wow. That was a spike. I came in too hot there. Much too hot. <laughs> Are you still coming in much too hot? I saw, I'm not answered that question. <laughs> And on that, we will say welcome, everybody, to I Understood That Reference, our pop culture, movie, video game, comic book podcast. Hello. And it's episode 30, freaking tree. Can you believe that, Rob? No. Can you actually believe that? No. Is there um, is there a bingo number for 33? I, as you said, I was like, is it like, you know, the way, you know, like two fat ladies, 88, legs 11. Is there a 33 for bingo? I mean, Rob, I'm not sure you can get away with saying any of those things anymore. Oh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I don't know what, like two two tree ladies. I don't know what do you call those trees in Lord of the Rings again? Two ends, two ends, thirty tree. <laughs> Is that just because of how you pronounce the word three? Tree. <laughs> oh my god! I have been getting this from quite a lot of people lately. Lately specifically. Oh, lately specifically in oh. your podcast, uh, Verbal Diorama, the host M apparently had to educate me how to say my my th's because i said ting thing in a specific way so you do say it that way though that's the, that's the ting actually what's really funny what's really funny is we're, we're watching top boy at the moment on netflix in the house um these days and it's not a ting and brov and peas but them ting keeps being said <laughs> so now i'm just like they're either from either they've got that sort of caribbean afro influence or <laughs> they're from carlo <laughs> it's one oh, or the other delish. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one or the other I like that the butts that would see anyway. exactly. Carol of the Caribbean, Carol the of the Caribbean. Right? I think probably very interchangeable it's a fantastic show by the way if anybody hasn't watched it it's really good what's it called? it's called Top Boy it's about London gangsters yeah it's really interesting it's just it's very kind of grounded and gritty and it feels quite real it's kind of a very street level follow of these two boys as they become the top two boys hence the title Top Boy but um What's interesting about it is that... It surely should be called Top Boys, then. Oh, but see, I, the, so, the things happen. Who will be the top boy? <laughs> I, can't be, I can't be giving it all away. That'd be mental. But what's great about it is, is that... <laughs> the first... No, would really you shut up and listen? <laughs> We're off to a great start, as per usual. Two and a half minutes in, and it's already just falling apart like a... It's already shut up and listen, Ross. But the show, I think, came around... They did two seasons in 2011, 2013, and then they didn't get funding to like wrap it up with a third season. But um, Drake, the musician, is a big fan of it, and he like was a big pusher behind getting it made. So he brought it to like Netflix. He helped fund it with Netflix, and they got a big, flashy third season made, which came out, I think, last year or the year before. So there you go. How about that? And it's all on Netflix, is it? Yeah, so they have it all now. Every season has moved to Netflix. Like, there's only the three, so it's a nice kind of contained show. We're in the middle of season three. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out then. Actually. It's very good. And also, you said you said Drake there, a uh, Canadian guy, and of course it is today, World Canada Day. So happy Happy Canada Day, Rob. Um, thanks. Yeah, I mean it is. I'm not that would mean nothing to us, but there you go. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know that. More importantly than that, though, Rob, we have recently made Hello? yet again cracked the top fifty of the podcast magazine's hot top fifty. Hot top. Hot top boys, we are. Or like a pair of top boys in the charts. I, I know what I'm calling this episode anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Two top boys. <laughs> Sounds like an Irish primary school. It is. Friends of the Tetris boys. Nice. I love that name. But look, basically, we just want to say really thank you so much to oh, yeah. whomever voted for us here. Because I cannot understand yeah, this. Yeah, who? We jumped. Really who? Like <laughs> Reveal yourselves. We, we jumped from number 30 to number 11. We are threatening the top 10, Rob. This is unbelievable. So thank you so much to whoever voted for us here. Nothing like a nice veiled threat towards the top 10, you know? It's really, you know, you, you know, you're, you know, you have, you know, you're close to making it when you're there. Cause Ross, <laughs> <laughs> that's where Ross and I want to be in that, that zone. We were discussing this the other day, that level of stress and that sort of attempt to maintain a perception <laughs> of quality. That's where, that's where, that's where we want to be. We don't want to be enjoying this anymore. We want to be <laughs> just at odds with what's happening. There is a specific way that I said it. It's like that that moment of the perceived stress. You know what I mean? There isn't any stress, but it's the perceived stress no. that gets us and just cripples us. <laughs> it's perceived stress because this isn't... this. We don't do this for a living. In this, it just, our livelihoods do not depend on this podcast. So, like, we'll survive. But will we? 
I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But still, let's get into that top ten, and then we can we can leave our livelihoods. I know that's obviously a joke. Um, <laughs> I will say one thing is that they got the podcast name. They said, "I understand that reference," which humorously and ironically is not the reference used. I know. So I, kind of misses I, know, that. I, know. I understood the reference bit. It's kind of fun and very us in that in that kind of manner. I like the I like the idea that they didn't get it but put us in there anyway. And I'm I'm also wondering. I should have checked. Is there actually a separate podcast called I Understand That Reference that we just, and we just assumed it was us? Well, I mean, it says Robin Ross, so that would be that very, very, really similar. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, two, two very opportunistic Robin Rosses could have, you know, thought, yeah, these guys are missing a serious ticket here, so we're taking over. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, they clearly they they've already screwed up. I call it. I understand that reference. It's our follow up podcast. I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a few seconds long, and it's just me asking Ross. So, did you get it? And Ross goes, "Yep." And then that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, I I I do indeed understand that reference. Yes. Okay, yes, great. Thank you. Super. Top eleven. Top eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so yeah just again just thanks everybody cheers like that's unbelievable we can't believe that and we just so Very happy grateful. To and whoever's involved. voting uh, thank you and also who are you by the way i would love to know give you a little shout out Hello. yeah that, that's very true i mean i hope I'd it's love more to say one thank person. you more directly um it's very mysterious that chart anyway will we get into some bloody news <laughs> or something yeah we will but one last thing i want to say because it's just again we're talking about feedback here and we really do oh. appreciate everything we get from you guys so we just did it we did a poll on twitter about uh, what was your favorite segment of the show and uh i can do this all day which is that kind of character fight segment we do yes like absolutely astoundingly one like 59 percent. the closest to it was 18 percent. so look we're glad you like that we love it as well and we'll be back we won't have it this this episode because we've done like four in a row but we 100 percent will get back to it because i think we really enjoy that bit so. absolutely yeah yeah uh, that i think it suits our sort of style of that kind of loosey-goosey improv approach because uh, like ross will have it prepped i don't know what's coming and either I will say something that's maybe a bit articulate or I will offend somebody. So, I mean, that's, I think, what people typically come to listen to at this point. Listen back on this podcast and just count the numbers. That should be a drinking game. Count the number of times Rob says the phrase loosey-goosey because it is one of his Robisms that I know so well and I laugh every time he says it. We're just uh, going at it loosey-goosey. A little bit loosey-goosey. You know me. You know me. <laughs> Right, well, just thanks for voting, everybody, and we Cheers. are listening. So, yeah, Thank so you. let's move on to some kind of newsy blah, blah, blah stuff. Rob, why don't you, I have I have some stuff, but if you want to go first, go uh, ahead you have some stuff. my guest. Newsy blah, blah, blah. I, I figured we might, we might as well, I know it's, you know, it's it's already happened and people are probably talked to the death, but I'd still like to talk to you about it. Will we dabble into the little PS5 announcement from a couple of weeks back? Do you want to, do you want to touch on that? Let's do it. This was a launch event that was about two or three weeks ago now. Yeah. Exactly what the PlayStation 5 looks like and the kind of early launch titles, I guess. Uh, will they even be at launch? I mean, I have a lot of questions. A lot of questions. And I don't have a lot of answers. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you whether you have the answers or not, basically. That was my plan. Look, I think, first off, your impressions of how it looks. Because that was the whole reveal. The reveal was more about people knew it was coming. This was just a reveal of this is what it looks like. We didn't even get a price. Now, a price they're saying has leaked, and it's like if, if it is what they're saying, it's 500 euro or 500 pound yeah, for the yeah, disc version, and then 400 for the digital version. Oh, that's very canny. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, yeah. For those who, 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 are, who are gamers and were sleeping under a rock for the last couple of weeks, this obviously is the next generation of gaming. You've got the PS5. It's going up against the... Um, there's obviously an Xbox coming out around the same time. So they're both coming out around Christmas. First of all, does it look good? A lot of comparisons being made to a Wi-Fi router for this PlayStation, um, which is fair, I would argue. So I was thinking about something because everybody jumped on the bandwagon of not liking it. Uh, what What is your take on it? Do you think it looks good? Do you think it looks... Um, here is where I'm coming from with this. I really like the look of the PS4. It's minimalist. It's tidy. It's angular. It's sleek. It slots into square places like shelves and bookcases very easily. It's not too bulky. It's a really well-designed, just minimal console that appeals to me in every sense of the way. This PS5 is the polar opposite of that in every sense of the word. So I'm struggling to get used to it. And I've looked at that the images several times. I'm really struggling with this. Will it like will it lie flat? Like it's so curvy. Will it lie flat? It's got these big fucking wings, these, these, these on the top. I don't 
I don't get the design. It seems like what it's... is that building in 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 Saudi Saudi Arabia? Is it the Burj Khalifa? Oh, the the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. It's... Is that it? Is that what I'm the tallest about? building in the world? You're talking about? Yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like that in a way. Is that the one with the the, the helicopter landing pad on the side? It's kind of like a twisty, a twisty motioned thing. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. No, I think that's there's a big. That's like that's up there. One is one. I think that's a building in Beijing or Shanghai. I know the one you're thinking. Yes, of. babe. Yes, I know. And it looks kind of like that. It does. It reminds me of a few different ones, but it's got the yeah. It's got that very. It's yeah. It looks. It's kind of got that tall building effect where it almost looks like it's so tall it's only leaning over a bit. That kind of yes. extended height kind of effect. It just looks like a bit of a form over function sort of style to me. And it's white as well. I don't like white. White kind of fades and kind of gets dirtier over time, I feel. Whereas the nice sort of slate grey or black that they've normally done, I think is just a bit more timeless. Like, what are, you, what are your impressions? I've been yammering here. Yeah, I was going to say about the colour, right? And Because I was looking at it and obviously the PlayStation tree was 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 black on release i think uh, i know you can get different versions the variants but the, the normal one was the same as the playstation 4 was was black and so playstation 2 ps2 yeah yeah so i thought that like because it is very white i thought maybe they were doing like a kind of a oh look it's a mixture of the playstation 1 which let's not forget was very gray mm. and the new kind of era but it's too white it's too like Wi-Fi router white, yeah. if you know what I mean. That it doesn't even have that kind of echoing of a PlayStation reverence to the original PlayStation, which it really should have gone for. I guess it would have been an easy win for them. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it again here now. Ugh. Like I, I think of a white console. This is a weird one. I think of a white console, but I think of Dreamcast, and then I'm like, that's a little bit grey, and then I instantly think of the Xbox 360. So you don't want your comparisons to be the Xbox 360 with your new Sony PlayStation console. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I'm looking at here, and it's just it's weirdy. Like for example, I'm looking at my PS4 here, and I can pop my controller on the top and put a disc there, and you know, a case, and it holds things as well because it's flat. This thing has got all these curves and waves. Nothing will stay steady on it. it. Apparently, it can lie flat. Doesn't look like it can. It doesn't look like it can. I will. I will completely agree with that. Yeah, so it's, it's very white. Yeah, so the core is kind of the inner core is black, and then it's got these white panels kind of all around the sides. Um, like surfboards, like surfboards leaning against the laptop. Honestly, it looks warped to me. Like you know, like when when wood gets moisture and then it dries out and it kind of fans and waves because it's like it's not as in it's not supposed to look like that. But obviously, this is the design choice. Like I suppose price point is an interesting thing that you brought up as well. Five hundred is what we could have called for the disc version, and like I have to say, that's never been done before. This is a very savvy decision that they've made to go to release a disc version and then a digital version, where obviously you have to download the games. And the reason, and this is genius, I have to say from a, like just a like a business standpoint, is obviously that means you can only then buy games for the digital version on the PlayStation Store. So you're pigeonholed into that avenue. And where are games always the most expensive? The PlayStation Store. Like, almost indefinitely. And But, but they force your hand because the entry-level price is a whole 100, whatever the currency is, cheaper. <laughs> they force your hand. They really do. It. They force do your it. gamepad. Like, they're just like... Well, a lot of people are like, oh, like what's the difference? I don't mind buying digital. I don't mind. I don't mind about discs. And then you wouldn't realize that over time you very quickly clawed back that 100 that you thought you saved in... Like, whenever you look at just a... The standard version of a release game on the store, it's about 70 quid. Oh, it's 69.99. Last of Us 2 is currently that. I went to have a look at Final Fantasy 7 Remake, which is a few months old now. 69.99 still, there which you is go. a crazy I guarantee price you, for... you can guess Final Fantasy 7 since it's been out a while for almost half that on like Amazon or, you know, just a physical retailer kind of a thing. Death Stranding was on the PS Store this week for 69 euro. Remember I told you about this? And it was in Smith's for twenty five ninety nine. There you go. So already, so like that's so there, there's yeah. a forty five euro swing for just one game. I just wonder what, but the PS five games probably start off more expensive as well than seventy quid. Certainly, I would store. say so seventy five or something even like or seventy nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But like even like I couldn't lend you a disc or I can't go to CEX then. Yeah, and it's not as if you're just like oh the majority of games I get, but you're 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 stuck then. You're stuck to what you pick. Yeah, you, know? you don't get you don't get to switch back. Like it'll definitely be interesting to see how. The two different models sell like i guarantee you there'll be parents who feel like they have to get this for kids but they don't really know the difference so like oh well i'll just get the cheaper one and um, i think informed gamers for the most part would probably be default to the disc version because they know that they like having discs for exactly the reasons we said you don't need to download it directly on from a store you don't need to rely too on it. many just... discs on the dance floor too many discs <laughs> it's just it's, it's, it's like the concords there it's <laughs> is that is that the robot one is it 
Which one is that? It's too many dicks on the dance floor. (laughs) Too many dicks. (laughs) Break out the dicks. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) They've got some lovely songs. I think they they, they went on tour. I remember I was saying I was trying to get tickets and they sold out in... Oh, this is like two years ago, but my God, those tickets disappeared in seconds. I saw them in in, in Dublin when uh, Brett had his fall and he had to put it off by three months. And it being Ireland, of course... When he walked on stage, a bit like somebody walked in late, so they're already playing, and the guy walked into the very front seat, and they stopped playing and went, "Oh, you were just just a bit late, were you?" And the person in the Irish guy in the crowd turned around and was like, "Yeah, well, you're three months late," <laughs> and the whole place erupted, and Brett was just like, "Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, that's right, he's, he's got us there." Yeah, he's like my half a New Zealand accent there. I, he's like, I'd say I walked into that one, but it is the audience guy that did actually, in fact, in that situation. Nice. Yes, man. PlayStation 5 launch lineup, though. What do you make of it? I, this is where we, I think, diverge very much so on our thoughts, maybe. Um, you thought it was all shite. I... Well, well, well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Linus. No, I, I... I, Look, it was, what it, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Just lots of teasers for lots of indie games because that's where they saw a lot of success. And also, those games are so much quicker to make um, because, you know, it's a slower development cycle. But they did release... Um, a trailer for the next Horizon Zero Dawn game, and I'm a huge fan of that one. So that's a PS4 exclusive. The first came out the PS4 a couple of years ago. Um, so that'll be coming to the PS5. Will it be at launch? Unlikely. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Realistically, no. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly don't know. It's not a very impressive library to start off with. I think there was there was an interesting looking Resident Evil game in there, but you weren't all the taken by it i think they really fell back on on some of their old classics and brands for this you had horizon although that was a surprise i don't know if people were expecting um a sequel then you'd ratchet and clank <laughs> there was a tease of spider-man that everybody thought was going to be a new spider-man game as, as it transpires it's actually just an add-on for the original ps4 spider-man so i know that was a bit of a disappointment for people um but honestly that's the most memorable stuff that i can actually take for it which isn't a good sign like what did you think like I, th- I think maybe and this is just where I'm probably out of touch with video games because when you said there there was like a lot of the classics they went back to in my head I'm like but there wasn't that many classics and I was trying to think of games that I love like there's no Silent Hill or there's no like Metal Gear Solid or there's no but uh, even Jack and Daxter but I guess that's just more my taste of classic PlayStation games you know like well, there like, is yeah, Gran th- Turismo there's Resident Evil there's Resi- there's there's Destruction Derby they brought back Destruction Derby Destruction if you can, Derby if yeah. you can believe it um Sackboy from Little Big Planet has got a game now kind of more of a less of a level creator and more of an actual kind of platformer i guess um astrobot has a non-vr game which is weird but i I reckon they're just holding the vr in their back pocket oh yeah that'll be in vr for sure it has to be uh but yeah then there was hitman 3 i think was in there is that a classic probably close enough yeah, I mean, close enough. This and the thing is, if you like, because I looked back at some of the like even the, the PlayStation Four and the PlayStation Three launch lineup. I mean, there's not there really wasn't a huge amount of great titles there either. That's, like, there's I, Assassin's Creed game. You're, you're, you and I are always the same. That's exactly what I was going to get to. Just that logic of just let let the games come out. Let them get used to the development packs. Build a good game for the console, and like you know, the games will come. I think that's what I was saying to you. Don't worry about this. You know, this flashy sort of teaser montage that they put together. And here's so and following on from your logic there, and I do agree. But wait and just wait and see the launch. The game, the games will come. Even if they're not on launch line lineup, they will arrive. Like my routine, my rule is never buy a console on launch. Oh, like never. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. The one time I did was a PlayStation Portable. I had to return it twice in the same day that I bought it. If you can believe that, because there was dead pixels on the screen. Oh, twice. And I mean, it wasn't just one or two. It was like a quarter of the screen was just dead pixels. Oh, you never get the launch one. Because like they just they, they fine tune the, the sort of the fans and the engines and they kind of get things going a bit better after a few months, you know, when they, they find, you know, when they, they, they work. Because it's only when they release it on mass that some of the particular more problematic elements might show up. Now, I have to say, this this really plagued the PS3 launch. Really plagued it. Like it was I remember, fundamentally yes, yeah. broken, the 40 gig version. It would, it would just, the people would just, it would just games would just break it, which is not a good outcome for a games console, I would say. Um, it's like the opposite of what yeah, you want. Really. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna happen. Then the, the the PS4 was great though; like it was, it's very robust by comparison. So I would have thought they would have kept to that mantra of less is more. Just make it robust, make it minimal, keep it clean. This looks like it's a bleeding circus. This thing, I don't know what it's gonna try and do. People have been comparing. Actually, it's very funny because the. <laughs> 
Xbox went the other extreme with their, which is essentially looks like a black fridge is what their console is. It's they just it's like they swapped. They swapped. It's just a box. Like they just went. You take mine. You take mine. I'll take yours. <laughs> just see how it works this time. But I love like, can you imagine like the design team that Microsoft have at their disposal to go for that stuff? And like, there's these aspiring designers and concept artists like going through hundreds and thousands of um their own personal kind of concept arts and like representations of what they feel the console will look like. Obviously, they've factored in some mechanics, but they're trying to make a creative, interesting, and then just some. I think I know what's coming. Just <laughs> some guy, just like lads, I've got it. I've bloody cracked it and they're like oh my god are you serious you sure you don't want to go with the plane versus they're like, no 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 the plane looks great what about the rocket ship no 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 not even the rocket ship i present to you a box it's a fucking box ladies and gentlemen i've cracked it you might think it's just a box but beneath the box is the world's greatest game console that's the stick and we don't and some other guy in the corner went is it an x box he's like, like oh my god you fucking did it Everybody else, get the fuck out of here. You're done. You're done. <laughs> they fire everybody. <laughs> but imagine how deflating that is. Microsoft. The, the, the one that was picked was the least interesting. Where they're like, oh, this is what we're doing now. We're picking the shittest, laziest design. <laughs> and, and the interesting thing, and what's going to really work in Sony's favor now, is because obviously the PlayStation 4 has destroyed the Xbox Man. at the moment. Demolished. Like, not a competition. But a lot of the console games, like uh, the Avengers game that's coming out soon. Uh, I've promised a free version of the PS5 release of that game if you buy the PS4 version. Wow. It outrageous, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. So they'll give you a download code that if you buy the PlayStation 4 one, you will get a download code for the PlayStation 5 version when it's released. That's a very funny kind of almost guerrilla marketing technique for the PS5. Because obviously you'll have the PS5 game like, well, I might as well buy this bloody PS5 now. But also, exactly, I, I really feel like they're really trying to peddle what looks like a very mediocre Avengers game. <laughs> if I'm honest, a very, <laughs> it's like very, they're mediocre really trying to round like, oh, but look, it's the Avengers. It was like, yeah, no, we get it, but uh, the game looks shit. Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look good. They had to change all the faces and everything, and it's still like, nah, it's still not, it's still not doing it for me. I was gonna say it's a shame, it's a shame because that's Edos Montreal, and they made Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, which is perhaps my top three favorite games yeah. of all time. So you love that series. Well, I didn't think it's interesting to me though. Maybe you can answer this better. It's like though were they the right studio though then for that like not even slightly not even remotely do they line up in a synchronize in any way shape or form those game types so yeah i just don't know where you go like for a character kind of sort of brawler kind of hack and sort of rock and sock kind of an approach what like a different studio would have been a better pick but it's also interesting is like just to quickly go back you mentioned how the i have the numbers here as per usual for like you were like the, the ps4 destroyed the xbox so they've kind of not only did they destroy it it was over a two to one ratio remember these consoles are released at the same time so by comparison the ps3 and the the ps and or the what was the x the xbox naming is very confusing what was this at that point oh, the series x or some shit like no, that i think that's the new one xbox one, xbox one xbox actually one. you're right xbox it was just a ps3 and xbox 360 and then it was xbox one and playstation 4 ah and then this is the series i think x or something. i think that and this is the series x yeah i, I think man that is so confusing well anyway the ps3 and whatever the other xbox was they the ps3 ultimately won out even after a really slumpy sales launch by only a few million the ps4 era 111 million consoles sold for the ps4 versus 48 for the xbox one so you're talking like the switch has sold more than the xbox one so that's saying something in terms of you know where they landed so now ps4 have that momentum behind them which is why this outlandish design is kind of almost catching me off guard i'm like will this work i don't even i don't even know at this point I believe the answer to that question is no, it will not work. Microsoft are donezo. Like, think about the last time a Microsoft Xbox game exclusive did all that well, okay? And if we're talking about numbers, you like, so I'm not going to, I haven't played Last of Us 2, I haven't seen anything, so I, I can't spoil anything about it. But I won't say this, is that it is the fastest selling first party PlayStation 4 exclusive yet. I mean, we are talking about Spider-Man, which was tremendous. It did so well. Obviously, the original Last of Us and stuff like that, and Last of Us Remastered, all that kind of jazz. Uncharted Horizon 4, Zero Dawn, God, of, God of War. 4, God of War. Like, they all did phenomenally well. And still, it, a game that was only released like two weeks ago or a week ago is still the fastest-selling first-party exclusive. So the PlayStation 4 is just going from strength to strength. Like, 
Yeah, that's, nobody's going to abandon it. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> going to leave the PS4. <laughs> they're, they're too happy with it, I'd say. That's the problem. That's I feel like that's gonna the, the PlayStation Four is going to have a tremendously long shelf life. Yeah, for good reason. It's a good console. It's funny it's now. Damn good console. You've broached the topic. We gotta top it briefly, and the and the controversy. The Last of Us Part Two was released a week ago. <laughs> it's happened. It's here. Seven years, isn't it, since the, the original was released? Correct. And what was hilarious? It's the timing is just amazing. It was released at the at just as the PS4 had been announced. It was released for the PS3 originally, the first Last of Us, and now you've got this cycle of this is perfect generational jump where now it's the end of the PS4 era, so supposedly, and now you've got the Last of Us Part Two. The Last of Us Part Two, what's happening right now, and uh, I will inform people again. There's gonna be no spoilers in this because that we don't do that kind of stuff here. Not we haven't played the game. Well, I haven't anyway. I haven't. But it's just I haven't either, and it's just it's, I haven't. It's, but what is happening? It's a perfect microcosm for kind of bigger things in the world right now what's happened to the last of us part two because as rob was quick to send me on was you sent him to me i think was the you did yeah the review scores <laughs> like the the critical reviews versus the user reviews it was on metacritic yeah quite remarkable rob do you want to tell people what's what happened so i think i had prefaced you before the launch how <laughs> I was like, I said, I bet gamers are going to slate this. I bet they're going to slate this just because that's what they do. I don't want to slate. I'm not saying every gamer is a bad person. I'm just saying. He's literally saying that's, no, that's every what I'm saying. gamer. After the whole PS5 piece. It's I, like, I said, oh, we're all shit, by the way. There, I, there, there's a subculture of gamers that band together just to hate on something because they disagree with it. Like to like viscerally to like just defame it if they can. Like en masse. Like they will band together. And sure enough, when the when the the when the last was released, it received like a critic score. So Metacritic obviously aggregates, like for games in particular, hundreds of reviews. And the last was was in the nineties. It was ninety six on release, with almost a hundred reviews under its belt. That means nearly a hundred perfect scores by you know industry reviewers. <laughs> but the gamers responded in kind <laughs> by going to the user review, and just giving it just tens of thousands of zero to ten scores <laughs> just uh, just because they were so pissed off at what the story was but what i was saying to is that this happened less than i think 12 hours after the game had been released in new zealand oh, m- much less much less than 10 than 12 in new hours. zealand yeah, so the right. first mark to get it and there was already like i think we were looking at it at the time there was already like seventeen thousand negative reviews. there's not even that many people in new zealand to do that exactly that's the real problem <laughs> The review just said too many clicks on the dance floor. Because it's New Zealand. It's <laughs> so I, too many clickers <laughs> on the dance floor. Too many clickers. Well, I was saying to Ross, the logic here is that this just proves my point, though, that they haven't actually, like, you can't, like, that campaign is apparently 26, 27 hours of a campaign. Like, stat, like, like entry. That That's probably the probably on the quicker side of people finishing it. Yet, it, they've already finished it and given it a negative score so i was just like well obviously they've just decided i just don't care i'm just reviewing this negatively anyway when the reviewing was unlocked um which is interesting because it just shows that they weren't reviewing it based on the quality of the gameplay which is supposed to be incredible like the realism just the the production of the whole thing they just didn't like a particular story direction and just gave it a zero to ten just out of spite not even and like just and that just always it just grind like i haven't played it i might not like the way they go but from what i've heard from friends of mine that have actually played they just said like it is a truly unique like gaming experience though so here's the thing and it's like again this is not i'm not even going to touch on on story things or anything because again haven't played it but i'm just going to touch on that the problem now is that it's it's forever going to be tainted with this with this kind of controversy you know what i mean Mm. it's forever going to be that game that all the critics loved and it seems like a large proportion of fans didn't love, whether it's genuinely or completely disingenuously. And that's the problem now is that I think anybody who does actually have a problem with the game going forward is is uh, is going to be lumped into that camp of... Correct. Well, that's 20,000 negative reviews in the first two hours, like, before the game was even on a shop front, like. So that's really annoying. And at the same token like is a game is any game like it had no negative reviews and no mixed reviews at all on on metacritic like is that possible is it like and and if it's such if it's such a vast divide like how can it be so different you know and and then i think we've talked about this before 
and maybe I'm a little bit happy about this, but I think reviews could just be on their way out. You know what I mean? I think there could be these like Metacritic things. I think they're just done. I think they're they're oh, killing. They're dying. They're killing it all. They're dying. I like for sure. And just to level set you a little bit, just to put you in e- at ease, I actually checked it literally just before we we started the the podcast this evening, just to get an updated version of Metacritic. It's been reduced to ninety four from ninety six, so they've actually got eight. <laughs> eight average review scores out of 108 yeah. or something so there you go so that's a little bit of level set but what's amazing is i should have bit my tongue before i started slamming the gaming communities because obviously fans of the series realized what was happening happened and responded in kind and i was watching this during the week because it was hilarious uh, let me stress the metacritic score was down at like 1.5 or something out of 10 because of tens of thousands of negative people have banded together and given it a lot of perfect scores now there are now over 105,000 like that has to be the most of any game ever on that side what, what's the score at? it's now a very average 5.0 they've dragged oh, Jesus it Christ up and it's amazing because there's there's not really any mediocre re- reviews it's like 48,000 10 out of 10s 50 something thousand <laughs> zero. Well, can I just see that in, 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 like in the rush <laughs> of people to negatively review this thing because of the such positive reviews can't you see they themselves are ruining the review system that they're trying to, to rally against oh, no. it's like it's completely pointless like what <laughs> and now everybody defending it as well it's like just turn off the fucking user reviews guys just turn it off <laughs> and nobody cares anymore like nobody cares jesus like but it's funny because like games are so subjective anyway so like people like different genres so like that would never appeal to people who don't like violence. They would think it's awful. They would negative. So then, so that's why their view is pointless. Or like I always find, I mean, we talked about this before. Like you'll have, like you'll have a very simple game. I know, like the Stanley Parable, or like um, I know there's a couple of like you know, indiv- like single developer indie titles that get like perfect scores, but they're not held to the same standards as like a AAA game like The Last of Us. So how it's like it's never apples to apples. So just giving them this like exactly. ten out of ten or whatever, or five out of ten doesn't make sense anyway. Um, I know Polygon actually as a publication have decided to take away scores altogether and they literally just kind of give you an indication if they feel is based on their own merits if this is a if this is a you know something you should definitely play as a gamer that kind of logic so just to give and this like that's so, so we try to do that here when we talk about movies I mean, even a few we've reviewed we did Bumblebee we did The Avengers we did Ad Astra or Brad Astra as you called it Brad Astra great film that was well, I mean I think uh, it's you <laughs> It's all, I, I almost did, but I'm not going to let that slide. But look, it's and it's. It, I think it's okay not to give scores. To just say, look, talk about it, talk about it, talk about what you like, about what you didn't like, see where you come. I think that's okay, but I just don't I hate the system of, of somebody picking up a magazine, going re, a three-page review and looking at the score and then closing the magazine and either buying or not buying the yeah. game based on that. Or a movie as well. Like Live, Die, Repeat, the Tom Cruise one. Edge like of Tomorrow. A perfect example. Edge of, to- Edge of Tomorrow. It's both. That's the problem. Like, I both. know, it's confusing. But people people look at the score on that film. That's a part. That's just random action film. And you look at a score on that and see like three out of five and you're like, wow, whatever. But you will miss something great and something special because there is something special about that film oh, in particular. It's so and good. scores, it's so good, isn't it? But scores won't capture that. Not because at all. People will see a Tom Cruise action film and they'll look at that score and they're done with it. And it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gamma ray man it's the i'm having a, a gamma ray from beaver town here which is one of the nicest beers it's, and you agree with me rob because you have them quite frequently too. i have them a lot so over here good. yeah it's a really nice beer it's it's yeah it's like it's just outside of london they do a few different ones they got a lupoid one and a neck oil neck like they're all pretty famous but the gamma ray is i think probably your favorite as well as my personal favorite of theirs um it's really good you're not having a beer are you not? no i'm having tea and lint is what i'm on right now Look, there's nothing wrong with that. But I was going to say, they had it on, they had this gamma ray on tap, on tap when I went to see you in London in January. Yeah, in the local. It was a long time ago, but... Kind of feels like a whole lifetime ago with what's happened in the world. Yeah, I know, right? But on tap, couldn't Man, believe That it. pub is unbelievable. You can get a pint and a lovely, like, literally freshly made pizza, done everything, ready to go. Italian style. You bloody know it. With a feckin' pint of gamma ray. Can you, sh- can you stop that? No. You could not beat that. That is... Oh, Jesus. It's giving me the heebie-jeebies even thinking about it. Oh, it's very (laughs) loosey-goosey. Yes! There we go. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Caitlin. And we're the hosts of... Eat Crime! A podcast full of delicious mysteries. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Eat Crime. Or wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's a little bit of what you'll hear in our episodes. So, uh, the stars of this story are... Dante, Dante and Dante, Dante Hall. <laughs>
something. This is why you should keep a diary. <laughs> Dear diary, today my husband told me he likes men. Yeah. And, that's and I'm okay. cool with it. <laughs> when was salad invented? Salad was invented in 1924. That's a fun, um, a fun date. September, September 6, 2006. 2006. I'll be murder girl. Wait, no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks Thank for, you listening. So much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Now, Rob, this is interesting because we're talking about me going to see you in London that time, you know? Yeah. That period of your life back last oh, January. The, those those halcyon days. Those, I can never say that word right. I say Haley son. But <laughs> this makes me think of something specifically. It makes me think about, about your life, Rob. In <gasps> fact, it makes me think of the segment, Rob. This is your life. No way. How did you get... What a segue. Well done. Oh, thank you. I was, I was pretty happy with that, to be honest. It was totally unplanned as well. I'd like to Also, I need to say something funny about the word, the, about segue now that I've said it and reminded myself. So we were watching watching that Will Ferrell Eurovision movie at the weekend. And um, I, at one point, there were segues. They were doing a segue around Edinburgh. And I was like, oh, I wonder, wonder, wonder when, when this movie was actually supposed to be set, as in was like last year or like a couple of years ago. And then one of my roommates goes, it's set in the 70s. And I was like, in the fucking segues. Segways. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, man. That was very funny. I'm assuming they weren't joking either. No. Because <laughs> I think it starts in the 70s, to be fair. But I just... <laughs> It do- actually that's true it do- I think it does start in the 70s that, that, I'll give him that I will give him that but the segues though that is yeah I won't give him that <laughs> or any of the other movie okay <laughs> it's clearly not in the 70s what we're going to do now as I said is that Rob personality thing so basically each week we I ask Rob a different set of questions usually from BuzzFeed yes and yes this week it's also from BuzzFeed Great. basically get a bit of a read of his personality as a superhero he's Captain America as a kind of a famous celebrity female character, he is Leslie Knope. Key. And as a comedy, he was the US office. So he's doing pretty good for himself. Happy out so, so far, I have to say. And Rob, this month <gasps> and next month yes. has been very good for us Transformers fans. Great. Because firstly, the second issue of Transformers versus the Terminator comic was released. Uh-huh. And it is appropriately awesome. And secondly, there is a Netflix TV series going to start this month, the 30th of this month. It's going to be released globally. So might be good. Adam it is. I take it. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah, CG. Looks looks absolute shit. But here, you know, who, who knows? Tell me very quickly, is that comic book series that's on, is it connected to The Lost Light or anything like that? Is it is it in that vein? Oh, no, no. It's 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 pure separate. Just one, like a kind of a one set of like five issues uh I was going to say one shot, but it's not. But it's a limited series, just five issues, not set in the universe, just completely random Terminators versus Transformers. Amazing. It's amazing fun. It's just a laugh. It's pure comic book, pulpy fun. You know, really good. Good stuff. I would recommend people to check it out. But with that in mind, Rob, I am going to ask you... (gasps) Don't you say it. To build a Transformer, and we will tell you if you are an Autobot or a Decepticon. Oh, it doesn't give me a specific Transformer. No, 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 no. You have, to, you, have to, you have to build your own Transformer. Okay. So let's let's build a Transformer for you, Rob. Let's do it. So what would you turn into? A motorcycle, <laughs> a jet, a helicopter, a car, a tank, a dragon, a semi-truck, or a dinosaur? Uh, uh, a plane. The old reliable plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to call out the options. You can probably get this. What color would you be? Oh, uh, ooh, blue. Oh, Okay. You're a thundercracker so far. Uh, next, what weapon Sorry? would you have equipped? That's his name. Uh, a sword, a missile launcher, a shotgun, a machine gun, an axe, or a mechanical whip. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> give, give, me the mechanic, give me the mechanical whip, please. Oh, you know it. Oh, you've got a semi now. <laughs> yes. Choose. I think this is the last second last question. Choose your special ability. Uh, force fields, a hologram, teleportation, magnetism, Freezing time or telekinesis? Oh my god! Uh, um, force fields. Okay, the last question then. What quality would define you? I mean, I I feel like it all depends. The answer to this will tell us what you are. But anyway, benevolence, creativity, ingenuity, determination, independence, or bravery. Give me ingenuity, please. Okay, Rob, you are an Autobot. 
Ah, great. It's because I picked that whip. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, You are noble and brave and you're willing to make the world a better place. Your intelligence makes you a natural problem solver and you inspire the people around you as a born leader. You've always been stoic and talented and thoughtful. <gasps> and that's because you're an Autobot at heart. <laughs> What's interesting is that it's a very similar... You could, you, you could use a lot of those characteristics to describe uh, Cap, Captain America, I would argue. There's a pattern forming here. There is a pattern forming here. Wow. Oh my god. Pitter pattern of little feet. Could you imagine? <laughs> what? Cap with a whip. Whip cap. What is she? A cap and a shield. A whip, a whip and a shield. Whapped in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There he's like, he's like a line tamer, like a shield and a whip. <laughs> Get in there, Lino or something. I was trying to think of a lion based Avenger and I could not. Um. Yeah, I don't have one either. Let's just leave it there. Let's. Ex- oh, I was like, oh, just. Leave oh, you could. We could have said Lion Man. I mean, Tiger. Oh, Lion Man. That's good. <laughs> there's, there's Tiger. Tiger is a. Okay, let's not go there. Um, yes. So, Rob, there's one really quick thing as well. I want. I want to throw in here now. Okay. Um, and this is usually usually your segment <laughs> where you you show me a a video. And technically, you probably did send this to me a long time ago. Maybe. But um, this is of course you can introduce the segment because you you can say it better than I can. Uh, uh, this is hey Ross hey Ross uh, look at these Ooh. so there we go that's that is that the segment yeah that is the segment Great. I, I felt like you would have described it somewhat <laughs> oh sorry this is where I send Ross a random video and I don't really prep him but it's just before the episode and then we talk about it and it might be random it might be weird it might make for a bit of a laugh so that's kind of the idea it's very loosey goosey I yes yes I, I think I just call this episode Lucy Goosey to be honest, and <laughs> um, we should get you a T-shirt with Lucy Goosey on it. But uh, I actually sent Rob a video this week um, because I really wanted him to see it and I wanted to talk briefly about it, which was a Rob. You can tell him because you watch it. I, this I think so. This is just a, an animated video, about a minute and a half long, and it was released to mark the seventy fifth anniversary of Superman, uh, being re- sort of like I think making his first appearance in I guess it would have been Action Comics at the time, was it? Um, nice it sure was you'd know better than me um and what they've done is if they've, they've what they've taken a lot of the original panels and paints from the comics throughout that 75 year history and they've blended them together with, they've actually they start they come alive with animation they kind of blend together and they've got what's particularly good i know this is really the highlight for ross and i i'd say is that for the first half you've got john williams iconic um superman score and then it blends into hans zimmer's man of steel and it's actually it's, it's really like it's quite powerful it's really really well done it's it's such a seamless blend but it's so powerful and like me and rob have been absolutely smashed drunk before talking about how much we love (laughs) the soundtrack to uh, (laughs) man of steel on numerous occasions one in particular that always strikes me to mind when we were there with our friend carol who was just like (laughs) he's trying to get to sleep (laughs) we were like falling over the room just like replaying it on the tv again and again (laughs) <laughs> so I think that's definitely a highlight for us. Oh yeah, and I think when I was when I nearly spoiled, and I should when you reminded me to say for the podcast was um, Ross will probably put up the link to the video later. Um, but the, we were talking about how like you had mentioned, oh, wow, it, it blends really well the music from one to the other. And I was saying how when John Williams wrote the original score, he did it in the key of C. Now, you don't really need to know much about music, just that that's kind of the entry level scale or sound. It, but it sounds for it's got a very uplifting sound and that was the idea it's got a very hopeful sound so he chose it to match superman and his hopefulness and what's interesting is hans zimmer maintained that so obviously his score is different but he kept it in the same key so when one moves to the other it just it's just this seamless like progression and kind of growth and it's a nice way of how this is what it was before they go through the animation and then it blends into like what is the now the modern it's just a nice kind of little little moment in the in the video i think that i really like actually i have to say yeah and it does it doesn't highlight how you know unfortunately crap the superman at the moment is look henry is <laughs> great but all his films have been terrible except for perhaps man of steel which again we've had many arguments and many discussions about mm. but um <laughs> it does make it it makes it look better than it is it's a really cool little video it's a really nice kind of has starts off at the comic and he breaks out with a comic panel and flies up and oh, yeah, it goes really through well like done. the old bruce tim cartoons and then to the films and it's just it's so good. And it covers every era. It has the old black and white serials and everything. Excellent cartoon. I would love if they did more of them, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I think... I think... 
I think. Um, sorry, <laughs> kicking up there. I feel like they did something similar for Batman. That was the key of C, was it? Yeah, yeah. No, I I lost it again. But the um, I think they might have done something similar for the Batman anniversary as well. I'm not sure. Maybe they didn't. I just remember they marked it as well with their big 75 years, uh, maybe a year or two after that, whenever he was released. But um, I'll have to I'll have to investigate that. Good video though. I like it. I it's like a it. nice little, it's just like like a little quick little hello thing like that. So so I I, I do really like it. Mm. Hello. Um, so Rob, then is there anything else that you want to cover really really quickly or anti data? Should we should we leave it there? It's up to you. Uh, I don't know. We could talk about it, just in case you don't get there beforehand. I I am not sure if it's still. I think it's been pushed to August, but it, Christopher Nolan's Tenet is getting a lot of juice again lately because they released some more teas or like a slight intro to the the original trailer that came out a couple of months ago. Um, and a new poster. And a new poster. It looks very sexy. Uh, nobody knows what's happening. So, Ross, what do you think is happening in Tenet? That's what I wanted to ask you. I mean, genuinely, I have not a clue. They say, they say it's not about time travel, so it might actually be a bit of a, a parallel dimensions thing. Oh. Either that or it was the opposition. Oh, oh, they said it wasn't the parallel dimensions thing and it must be a time travel thing. But one of those two things is a thing they said. So you've probably <laughs> nailed it. Either way. But like it's it's pure it's pure Nolan as in like it, it all all the pictures all the screens everything looks like they're from the first ten minutes of the film and there's no way to kind of like like in the new poster it's just it's like it's the main actor and then he has like a second version of himself behind him mm. and he has a like a weird face mask kind of thing on it with like a tube yes. so obviously there's going to be something of like okay maybe in that dimension it's all messed up or they can't breathe or there's going to be something interesting with that or he could just have a weird plane stunt. Who knows with Nolan? Uh, what I but I think what's great about it is that we don't get that in a lot of films, particularly big ones these days, where you can't like it's a it's it's just lovely to go into it not having a clue what's going on. He's just really good at that kind of he withholds enough information. He teases you with like little snippets of you're like holy crap they're going forwards but that car it's stuff is happening backwards. How in the name of God what has happened? So if you if you remember when Inception came out, I think it like there was too much of the cool city bending stuff in in the trailers. So I mm. think now it's like none of it gets in. None of it gets in. You get like a 10 second clip of that car going backward, not going backward. But he's like, no, this time people can trust me. They Like if you watch the trailer, it goes like the first 20 seconds are like, show you clips from previous Christopher Nolan movies. And it's like, what? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Like, <laughs> that's, he's like, J- just trust me. Just trust me. It's like, hey guys. I'm like, me. yes, Christopher, I fucking do trust you. Yeah. Well, I think it's significant as well because he's like consistent. He's like, people, I guess maybe they were pushing him to maybe approach, like, make a broker a deal with a streaming service. And he's like, no, I'm releasing this in cinemas. So I think the whole point I wanted to bring it up is that I think this could be the film that sees us or kickstarts, you know, the return to going to cinemas, which I know you and I in particular are really looking forward to. Um, so and I guess, I think now though, it's been pushed to august now that so they're hoping to still get it out during the summer i think is the logic yeah because it's knocked it's kicked back bill and ted's release as well oh. and it's kicked back a few other films now that are now being pushed back because of it so mm, okay well as long as you know they get released in the cinemas i'm like you know delay them all you want because i'd much rather see something like that like just you know that's that's something you really want to see in a big feck off screen you're like jesus look at the size of that plane i mean look at robert pattinson's could... hair look at it go the plan. You could say it's a Tenet Pole film. <laughs> that that was a bit of a stretch. Okay, it was a little bit of a reacher. You, you I mean, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I well done. Well, that's that's long as somebody did, to be honest. But yeah, that, I completely agree. That's delay that all you want, but that is a cinema film. Oh that yeah, a film I want to see in the cinema. Great. At least that's, they've got two customers anyway. That's that. <laughs> there you go. Well, it depends. It really depends, to be honest. But I do. I miss cinemas. I actually asked as well on Twitter if people think cinemas are going to go under because of all this. And lots of people are like, nope, we really want to go back. Looking forward to it. So oh, it's a good sign. Yeah, I think, I think you know, yeah. obviously this is this is a, well, it's more than a bump on the road. It is obviously a significant dip, but it's not going to, people are afraid it'll kill the industry. I think no, people will be clamoring for more films. It'll be fine. I think yeah, it'll recover. I think it could be a resurgence, one might say. Yes, or an insurgence. Is, uh, was that a film? Is that why I'm saying that? I, is, or is it a game? It's definitely something. Ah, it's something. <laughs> I think it could be a film, actually. I think it's a film like the like the Mockingjay or oh, the the what are Hunger they called? Games. Hunger Games. Jesus, Ross. Are we two old men or what? I think it's the the mocking. Is it the hunger? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Look at them, the Mockingjay over there. Ah, Look at those young kids with their Jennifer Lawrence. I'm a Jay and my pills. 
What's wrong with that guy? How he's been acting a bit loosey goosey lately. <laughs> right then. Well, with that, Rob, I mean, I think we're pretty much going to wrap up. So I guess we'll just do our usual, our usual thank yous. To, and again, I, sw- I know we said at the start, but my God, thank you so much to people for uh, for voting for us in in that in that tar thing. It's really cool. It's really awesome to be there, um, and we're really really happy with it. So thank you so mm. much. Yeah, because remember, if you don't vote. Ross will fall back into a pit of despair <laughs> under this pers- but now instead he's he's fallen <laughs> quite oppositely into this perceived falling forward perce- into perceived a- <laughs> pit of uh, pressure <laughs> look I mean I'm going to fall in- into a, p- a pit of something so it might as well be a, a perceived pit of pressure the PPP <laughs> perceived pit Percy Pitt uh, it's Brad Pitt's uh, cousin Oh, good lord! Um, I I also said that uh, I would mention this, but there's a, there's another podcast called Eat Crime, and they are relaunching this week. And I remember on Twitter I said a joke because their names are Caitlin and Amy, and I said we should call them Kami from now on. And I was so just so happy with that that I just have to say it again. Great. Well, listen, congratulations, you two, or it is two people, or or is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it, it a it ruse? It looks better written down, by the way. I'd like to highlight that. Okay, it's the way it's written down is why the joke is effective. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not... Very useful for me over here. <laughs> but yes, uh, let's see. You, Rob, you're very good at this part, so I will, as ever, leave this to you. Rob, where can people find us? Um, You know, Ross, they can find us in many a pit of <laughs> many a pit around the internet. The internet. Percy, the, Brad. The interpit. Um... Yeah, so SoundCloud is probably the foremost place. But we were actually discussing the stats today. I think that's where most people do their listening. Um, Spotify, iTunes, um, or Apple Podcasts as well. Same sort of difference. Um, there's Podtail, your personal favorite, of course. Uh, Pod Chaser. Um, I think we're in the Pod Nation group on that. Lots of other kind of uh, any good kind of podcast provider. I think they all just basically lifted from the SoundCloud stream. But you should be able to find us there. Um. There's also, I think we're on Chartable as well. Is that one that we're on? I think so. I mean, just type in pod something and it'll... If you type in Cap Understands, we'll come up absolutely somewhere. There's also the website, which has the episodes as well. So that's capunderstands.com. And you can actually reach Ross and I directly uh, by emailing the lads at capunderstands.com. Because that's us. Hello? Um, <laughs> that... See, now that I think about it, I get that I understand that reference thing. I mean, it's like, it's not Cap Understood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we've been foiled by our own heist on our own petards. <laughs> and then um, Ross is on, he curates our Twitter account. There's a, that's a, at Cap Understands. So let's see a lot of branding going on. I see we're all over the place. Yeah, you, you can't hide from us. Ah, uh, there we go. I think that covers us. That certainly does, Rob. Thank you so much. You're, you're good. I would not be able to remember literally any of that. And you always just, just wrap it off so well. So, oh, so fair, fair play to you. Thanks, man. And I guess, as usual, oh. all that's left to say is that I've been Ross Uh and I've been Rob and this has been I understood that reference not I understand that reference (laughs) it's I understood that reference thanks so much for listening and voting get it right (laughs) get it right or take it down get us off that chart unless you're going to get it right (laughs) actually I don't care just take it down I'm insulted already just get rid of the fucking thing burn it burn it to the ground (laughs)